My name's Mel Herbert, and he's Tom Wolfson. We're going to be talking about the cars, the batteries, the solar panel, the stock price, the man, the myth. We're going to be talking about everything Tesla. Why? Because we're... Talking. 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 Talking Tesla. Hey, Talking Tesla people. Uh, just got the email right now. So this is getting laid down on Tuesday at about quarter to five Pacific uh, Standard Time. And it says, do you want to come to the Model 3 event? Well, we've put aside 650 spots that we're going to do a random draw for. So if you fill out this little email survey, give us your name, and we're going to put you into the drawing, which will be on March 16th. And we're going to tell you if you made it in on March 17th. And Tom got one as well, so we've got two chances to go to the Model 3 event. We're very excited. We're hoping to be able to come to you live from the Model 3 event on March 31st. Okay, Thomasina, uh, it's Talking Tesla 25. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a great show. People like it. What? It's 25. It's 25. That's a quarter century of shows. We've been on the air for 25, 25 years. years. I like your math. Thank you. <laughs> uh, quick, to, uh, quick Tesla update. You're just about to tell me that the wife, who has the Model S, although we've said it's your S, it's not really your S, it's her S. She drives it most of the time. You drive it some of the time. She... Yeah, she supercharged. And she was, how was the experience? She did a cross-country road trip. I think her experience was okay. I'll be honest. I don't think she was completely thrilled with the having to stop for an hour of her time. Where did she drive to? She a drove to the loss of the Vegas. Yes. And she had to stop at the Barstow Supercharger. Yes, which is and, about 150, 200 miles from here. And the Prim Supercharger. Which is about 30 miles out of Vegas. Right. So she stopped at the Barstow Supercharger, and you can watch – remotely people supercharging like you yes. can, from your tesla app. yes you can on the app you can see how fast it's going and you can see it start to ramp up so when she first kind of plugged in we were at like 254 amps and going 268 miles an hour yep and it reached its peak at 316 miles per hour like that which that's, is pretty good it's pretty good and it tells you you know how long to continue your trip and stuff like that although she was she was experiencing some less than reliable range data but it seems to learn it's like oh okay you actually drive at 85 miles an hour i'm gonna have to drop that down over time right. so but she was driving it she claimed to be driving at 70 75 so i've found that after a while it just seems to be it's like not even accurate spectacularly accurate because it also does okay. the data on whether you're going up hills and down hills and when it says this is what your right. percent charge is going to be at the end of your trip. If you're consistent the way you drive, and I stick it on 70 or yeah. 75 and just – then it's really good. So okay. I think it will learn. We'll see. We'll get back to that. Yeah, and maybe it just didn't know. It had never been to Vegas with this computer you know, being reset at the yeah. factory. So it just didn't have any idea. So it got close a couple of times. So if you're a first-timer out there and you're driving around, give yourself a little buffer when you're at the superchargers. Overcharge. If it says you got four minutes left, I don't know. Stick around another fifteen minutes and get a little more. That's yeah. that's think, our little. I think that's always the way. To that's me. some TT advice for you. Right TT. There. Talking that's Tesla. Talking Tesla. Yeah. Hey, you want to talk about the California high speed rail? But I put in notes here, Tom. Yeah. Do the highlights. Most of our listeners are not in California. Could give it. Do the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> well, the highlights are it's moving forward. A lot of political capital was spent passing it. Yes. And a lot of political capital has been spent getting the right of ways. I got a question. Yeah, go ahead. You got your high speed rail. Yeah. If the Hyperloop people do their thing in the next year or so and they make it work, can they just go to the high speed rail and say, hey, you know that train? This is a train. Call Hyperloop a train. Just call it a train. Can we use all of your, the work that you've done and all the, uh, can we just call it 
high speed rail. It'll be really high speed and just use that infrastructure that they've already set up and just build a hyperloop instead of a train. Does it have to be a train? It does not have to be a train. It has to go from L.A. to San Francisco yes. in two hours and 30 minutes. And right now it's scheduled for 220. It has to be able to go X amount of miles per hour. And it does for most of it. The other major part about it is it has to be economically viable, which they have yet to prove. <laughs> yeah, for $68 billion. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot of problems with it. But there's, I think there's more problems, unfortunately, with the Hyperloop. So that's why, as you'll hear later in the show – the first places to get things like Hyperloop are not going to be the United Statos of Americas. Oh, a little uh, teaser, a little teaser. Hey, I want to tell you about an accident, Tom. Okay. Just, uh, a, just like a normal car accident situation you want to talk about on the show? Yeah. Hold on. Let me take a nap. No, it's a good accident. Okay. All right. Oh, it's a good one. So you got uh, – this is from The Independent in the UK, in fact, and it um, <laughs> it shows the video – of the Google car, the self-driving Google car uh-huh. having a little crashy crash uh-huh. with a bit of a uh, bus up there in the Northern California. So so there's a reporter that works for a UK online newspaper uh-huh. who's like, what the hell? Um, I'm going to be the San Francisco bureau chief because yeah. I don't want to live here in the UK <laughs> yeah, anymore. And he's now reporting on bus accidents in the Bay Area. Uh, have you been to England? It's very cloudy. <laughs> San Francisco is very Oh, yeah, because nice. it never – it's not cloudy or cold in San Francisco Yeah, but in San either, Francisco, right? the food is so much better. It's yeah. just a nicer place. So yeah. this guy has the video, and it's really interesting. So it shows the Google car, uh-huh. and as I understand it, there were some sandbags on the road. We talked about it last week. And it comes out, and the Google car said, I think that uh, bus is going to slow down and stop for me because that's what you should do. Uh-huh. And the bus didn't, and it, they sort of have their crashy crash. Now, here's the important uh, sort of updates from this, some stats. The average person crashes their car about once every 160,000 miles. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the average person. The average Google car now is crashing once every few million miles. So that's better. That is better. Um, and so there's this insurance uh, thing we got from Robert Rosenblum, who um, Bob. Who, I call him Bob. You call him Bob? No, I don't think it's, think it's Robert. <laughs> anyway, he got this little thing in their email that says, you know, uh, autonomous vehicles, because they're safer, might actually re- result in a reduction in the amount of money you have to spend for your insurance. Which would be amazing. Which would be cool. It would be just another reason to get an autonomous vehicle. So the summary here is, so far, autonomous Google cars, five to ten times safer than human beings, maybe uh, – 20 to 100 times safer, and that might have some other down-the-line um, implications. One of the down-the-line implications is this. What? There is some ordinance that I'm not quite clear on that says that the federal government or the state governments can take away your license if you're shown to be a doofus driver. Yeah, I believe it's the states who are in charge of that. Alf, somebody we know, a friend of a friend, just had their license taken away because oh, they keep crashing. Do tell <laughs> off camera. They're they keep crashing. This person is a little older and should have their license taken away. So it's been taken away. So under this ordinance, which I'm assuming is in a lot of states, you can't just go out and car and crash all the time. Somebody's going to say you can't drive anymore. That's weird. That's weird. They won't allow that. No, they won't allow that. Yeah, they have points on driver's This license. lawyer suggested this. If these cars, these Google cars, uh, these autonomous vehicles are as safe as they appear to be or are going to be as safe as they appear to be, a hundred times safer than a human. They will reset the bar and the state will say, humans, 
you can't drive anymore because you can do this transportation in this self-driving car. It's 100 times safer than you. That means you're 100 times less safe. Therefore, you can't drive a car. He was just extrapolating. Skynet's going to say, you can't drive anymore, Tom. What about my freedom? What about my freedoms, Mel? My rights to drive. You can it's still in the have constant, a gun. It's in the constitution. <laughs> but you can't have a car. Actually, it will free me up to drive and shoot because I'll be able to just like have my guns mounted on my autonomous vehicle. I'll still be able to shoot without having to worry about paying attention to what I'm doing. See, well, I'm going to get to that in one second. I really like that because there's another. (laughs) Do you really? Yeah, I like that that idea. That is insane. I like the way way you're going. I think it's good. So Robert sent us another one. This is also from the UK mail. Robert, where are you right now? You're in the UK. Everything (laughs) you sent us is from the UK. So uh, he – Said that maybe uh, Titan is coming to Apple stores soon. So there's this Bull. guy called James Reach. Story has holes all over it, by yes, the way. Yes, it does. And he's at the Oaks Mall Apple store and it says it's closing for a few days and they're uh-huh. remodeling and yeah. they're making it much bigger. And uh, the guy jokingly said, oh, is it because you're going to have the new Titan car uh-huh. in here as well? Yeah. And nobody denied it. So this guy said, see, there's the evidence that they're actually going to start showing Titan cars in the Apple store. And like you, I thought – that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I would like to apologize to our <laughs> listeners that you even brought this shit up, to be honest with you. This is the most ridiculous story ever. Okay, so I don't know. Maybe our listeners haven't been to Thousand Oaks. Let's call it not a city center. Let's not call <laughs> let's call it not a main place to launch a massive product line. Also, yeah. let's let's look at it from the perspective of some guy working at the Apple store. Uh, yeah, we're going to be closing for a little while because, uh, you know, we're going three times bigger maybe for a car that has yet to be announced. Yes. A manufacturing factory that's yet to be built. Yes. And, and in a center, in a place in the suburbs of Los Angeles that could not be more hidden, this makes – Zero sense, and we've wasted people's time even talking about it. Hey, but at least we've cut it off, just in case this became a (laughs) meme that would spread throughout the internet that the Titan Apple car is coming to thousand dollars. We stopped it right Tim Cook's in his office like, this is what we're going to do. (laughs) We're going to open secret store in Thousand Oaks only for top, top secret employee. (laughs) When did he become a Russian criminal? I don't know because it's – because this has like stupid mastermind written all over. It's so ridiculous. This is a ridiculous, ridiculous – did I I say ridiculous enough? Look, I just want to talk about uh, self-driving cars. Look. People are worried about the self-driving More cars. More self-driving cars? Because, you know, it's going to result in a reduction in the number of cars that you need to manufacture by a Wah. factor of a hundredfold. Uh-huh. Um, and I was thinking, but it creates new opportunities. Yeah. Just think I don't have to drive. Mm-mm. The new things you could do in your car. Well, I put down here a couple. Uh-huh. Like uh, you could do all your conferencing in the car instead of there, that 30-minute commute. Uh-huh. You just start your conference calls and you just start chatting with people. You're yeah. not driving. You don't care. That's great. There's a lot of opportunities within education. Uh-huh. I can really start to learn stuff. Get I can some do my students in there like teach algebra. Yeah, you could probably do teach some <laughs> students. That's not what I was thinking, but that's a great idea. There's been new apps for relaxation. The commute to work, instead of being stressful now, you put on the music or you – There's an you, aromatherapy there's, button on Tesla. I like it. Everything. And then you suggested though you can practice your shooting <laughs> yes. with your guns. You could have your shooting in there. You they could, could put along the freeways – Things to shoot at, skeet shooting as you're going. You could like, That's a great idea. you could have like a, <laughs> you could have like a mobile iPhone repair thing. So you're driving around in your Tesla repairing people's, people's iPhones. You just drive up next to them, like they that. hand it to you. Uh, the opportunities here are incredible. It's a little bit like uh, the Disney cartoon I saw years ago when yeah. one of the ducks got stuck on the freeway for years, and so what he decided to do is one of the ducks. <laughs> I can't remember which duck. <laughs> 
And he opens up uh, this little uh, side cafe thing that sells uh-huh. hot dogs for people that are lost on the freeway. It was a whole thing. One of the great. ducks? One like of the ducks. Donald Duck? Or like which one duck. of the little nephew ducks? I can't There's remember. Like one it was 50 duck. years ago. I was watching TV. I think it was just the one duck. Donald, I Could believe, be. is his name. He's one of the ducks. He's the one that wears the jacket but no pants. I know. That's weird, isn't it? <laughs> wow. Sam and Winnie the Pooh, same deal. Walking around with their wieners hanging out, except they don't even have wieners. It's weird. That always well, disturbed I mean, they me do as a have kid. Wiener, wieners, but they just—they're they're ducks, dude. They're hidden behind the feathers. That used to freak me out as a kid. It's like that guy's got no pants on. So stupid. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with this? Oh my gosh! All right, let's now talk about the uh, Vegas power. Utility. This made me mad. Well, it made me mad initially, and then I sort of got it. So here is uh, no, this is didn't. from Wired magazine. Mm-hmm. And they say, look, there's all these uh, big hotels on the Vegas Strip. Yeah. They use a lot of energy. Fifteen properties on the Vegas Strip use 7 to 10% of Nevada's energy. Right. They're using a lot of energy. So Mandalay Bay, for example, is opening up the largest rooftop solar installation in the U.S. 20 it's acres. 20 acres. MGM is putting up a solar array that's big enough to power 1,000 homes, and they're converting to LEDs. And then the uh, utility, the Vegas utility, is freaking out and say, so you got to Pay us. Pay us to get off the grid. Pay us for this. Pay us. Pay to man. And initially I was like, this is BS. It is bull. You guys have got to stop this. Uh-huh. But then I thought, well, it is true that Wh- why? if masses of people start to get off the grid and the utilities start to lose all that money, they still have to keep the grid going. We still need that backup. So how do we fund that? And they're saying you've got to pay into the system so that we can have a grid because if you all leave, we have no money for a grid. And it's I, a free market system. No, it's not really. It is, well, but it, it isn't. Is. These are for-profit companies, right? Yeah, These but you've got to pay for your infrastructure. I think Obama said it best. You didn't build that. Right, but if they're not using it, that's like if, if you had – this is a situation, right? So let's say you invest 150000 of your own dollars in solar on your house. Yes. And the DWP is like, you got to give us $50,000 to get off grid. That's f- no, well, no, I agree. You can't have it that much. But the people but this, are, I dude, think it's $126 million they're asking these seven, these 15 properties to spend. And most of these 15 properties are owned by three companies. So it's we're talking about a sizable amount of money. Okay. It's too much. I agree. It, it, it decelerates. So what, what happens? And I understand that they're going to want to pass this on to consumers, but it's the Public Utilities Commission that's doing this. But the company is NV Energy, which is a private company. Private companies, sometimes mistakes happen. Sometimes markets change. The The guy who owned horse and buggies, did he have Ford give him $100 million when they were like, we're going to start using these internal combustion engines? It's bull****. In my opinion, that's bull****. Well, that's kind of bull****. I, in I my love opinion. your passion. And I didn't realize it's a private company. But the I just wanted to bring up the point that we are going to have to deal with this as people have distributed energy. They're making their own energy, yeah. but they can't make it all. So you still have to have a backup grid. How are those utilities, government or private, how are they going to maintain that grid if they're losing big funding sources? We're going to have to find another way to say this is like the roads, this right. is like the schools. They should be funded from public dollars for the grid. Different. Different because they're making a profit. 
right? There's no profit in roads. Right. I agree. I don't think they should be private. I think it should be public utilities. Right. Well, there's a public utilities commission, but the company is private. So for these Vegas properties, one of the big reasons that they wanted to do this and to have solar, A, was to save money, but B, was a lot of groups, conventions, right, want to be green and they want to go to places that are green. So then it becomes a competition between other cities and states for those green conference businesses and if they don't have the rooftop solar then those companies aren't going to go there it allows the big conventions to market that a little bit more so it becomes a net benefit for the state my summary is we have to align the incentives people should uh, we have incentives put on solar utilities should have incentives to let us do that and we need to find a way around this if you've got a private company who's selling your electricity they don't want you to have your own electricity but i want my own electricity i also want a grid so yes that's a good point as a company, I want 100% solar, and I put that on sort of the marketing thing. We've got 100% solar yeah. studios and stuff. And if I was completely 100% uh, off the grid except for times of backup, I would have no problem paying some reasonable fee to still be attached to the grid. That's all I'm saying. I'll make my own, and I don't mind paying some reasonable fee or reasonable tax to be on the grid, but I'm not going to get raped so that I can keep some other private company going. But what if you bought one of those big solar Tesla utility batteries? Well, as this well, is what right? will happen is that what they risk is actually, if this kind of stuff continues, is that the big companies, small companies will say, okay, you want to do that? Turn off the grid. I don't care. And they'll do this. This will generate right. a huge amount of industrial strength battery backup stuff for individual companies to say, I'm right. not dealing with you anymore. I, I mean, would have dealt with you a little bit. You want to rape me? Not going to happen. Right. If you put too many barriers between um, technology right. and businesses, they will go around you. Right. When the when the planet is on fire because of CO2 emissions, oh uh, is the Nevada Public Utilities Commission going to be like, uh, you guys have to pay extra for the free fire that's now warming <laughs> your neighborhoods? Model 3, Tom? Trace. Model Trace, is that, a, is that a, an American word? No. Uh, I don't know what that word is. Clean Techna. How do, I can never pronounce it. Clean this. Technica. Thank you. It's not really Tom, that Tom's difficult. Here, Tom's here to read for me. <laughs> they have a little article here that says, in 2015, the average car price in the US was $33,500. That the Model 3 should be under that, particularly with the current state and federal incentive programs. $10,000 in California total. So the low-end Tesla should come in significantly lower than the average price of a U.S. car. And if you put in some nice, fun things into your car, somewhere around that $33,000, they say, because it's also got feel-good technology, because it should get over 200 feel miles. Feel-good technology? What people, is that? People like to feel like they're oh, saving the planet. Oh, I see. It doesn't make you feel good. It's just If it good. gets over 200 miles, which they say it's going to, and the fact that people in the U.S. drive less than 40 miles a day and just over 200 miles per week, it's going to be huge, huge. And then there's a little survey that they show in here, and I wanted to show people how smart Tom is, because Tom has been saying for weeks, if not months, perhaps years. 25 years for the whole run of this show, the last 25 years. Last 25 years. He said that supercharging is the key. So if you look at what consumers want, the biggest thing that they say that they want, and it says here, how much more would you be attracted to a fully electric car if you had access to the supercharged network? And 65% of people said they would be hugely interested of course they would in a tesla if that model 3 has access to the supercharged network i mean it's network. kind of stupid because what people are going to be like mm, you know what i'd like to sit around for hours waiting for my car to charge i mean that's that's not even realistic they also asked them how much they'd be willing to pay uh, part of this was 
would you be would you like access to the supercharging network if one gets built if for a one time cost of two thousand dollars? So would you be willing to invest in this network uh, as an early adopter to be able to expand the network? I'd give them two grand if I could use the supercharger in my Rav and they were every seventy five miles and I would be good. I really don't understand why. The supercharging – well, I guess I do on some levels. Why the supercharging has to ramp down once you get to a certain amount of your battery life, that's the one thing that kind of bummed me out. It like definitely slows down after it gets to about 70 percent I would say. Well, our, uh, our battery experts talked about that on the program yeah. some time ago saying as you get closer to uh, the top, then it gets – there's a lot of heat and stuff. So they have to slow it down. So you can do between 20 percent and 80 percent really fast. Yeah. But when you want that extra top up, if you're on a big long drive, that last 20% is going to take a lot longer. You've got to slow it way down. One more thing on supercharging here, Tom. We've been saying, where the heck are all the 100% solar supercharging uh, stations? There's really only one that's 100% supercharging, and that's in Rockland, California, near Sacramento. Woohoo! So they have a huge array, and here they have the other things we talked about last week as well. They've got a little store. Mm-hmm. Thank you. They have a Tesla store. And yeah, so they've got a showroom and a little store, it sounds like. So that's pretty cool. It almost makes me second Tesla wire waiting for your Tesla to charge. I need a Diet Coke gum. Oh, and I needed another car. (laughs) You got one? I need one one of those golf bags or leather Tesla suitcases. They've got a lot of Tesla crap. But but I had a question about this for you, and I know we've done the math. Are these just publicity situations like how big we we decided that you needed a lot of solar to charge a car even one time yeah so what are these things actually what are they actually able to do as far as charging a car like how much are they able to charge a car for a day well it depends how big an array you have it it looked big they didn't say how huge it was but you need a We've gone through it. You need a pretty big array. Right. So is this all for show? And this is the reason why they aren't everywhere, right? Because it's not cost effective because basically it charges a, two cars a day, three cars a day, let's say, to to full power. Mm-hmm. That's a little – this feels like it might be more about like the show of it than the reality I of it. I think they should be showing I agree. The size of an array you need, and we could do the math. So I did do the math, and I was sort of surprised at how much area you need to do a significant number of cars charging at about 50%. So then I went on to the Tesla forum where there's a lot of smart people who also have done the math. And let me summarize it this way. If you had a supercharger that was pretty busy, let's say it was charging two cars every hour, and they were charging half full, so like 40 or 50 kilowatt hours, 24 hours a day, how big a canopy would you need to do all of that on solar energy? And the answer is you'd need something around the size of a quarter acre or like an a f- American football field of area to do that. And that is way more than you get just by having sort of a sun canopy over those same number of cars, like say six or ten stalls and a sun canopy, and you put solar panels on there. That is nowhere near enough solar panels to collect the energy you need to do about 50 cars 50% uh, charge per day. So you need a much bigger array. So you need to spread that array over the parking lot that's around there or in the paddock next door because you can't do it just in the solar canopy that you're getting your shade from. So it's much bigger than that. Again, very dependent on where you are, how many cars, 
um, the amount of sunlight per day, but it gives you an idea that the surface area is way more than you get out of just the uh, shade solar uh, arrays that some people um, have in their place or some commercial places have. You need much more than that. These cars require a lot of energy, and if you have a lot of cars coming through, sucking up a lot of energy, you need a big, big array to do 100% replacement. And if you want to go to our website and uh, check out a little video I made, you can check my math. You can look for yourself at talkingtesla.net. All right, Tesla Rati is, uh, we love those guys. They uh, have this analyst here, and it's from Global Equities Analyst, Trip Condroy, or something like that. Chowdhury. 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 And, and I've heard, oh, there's some things about Trip. He's not correct a lot of times. He was an Apple uh, analyst. Oh, really? He kept making a lot of errors on his little suggestions of things Apple was going to do. We're not, cons- we're not here we're to not, fact yeah, check. No, we're not. We're he says, know. look, the Model 3 is going to be huge. Here is his reasons. One, it's going to be made out of steel and not aluminum. Nope. Steel is a lot easier to use. Might it's be. a lot cheaper to build. The people who know how to bend uh, steel come at uh, less price than the people who know how to bend Aluminium or uh-huh. aluminum, as you say in this country. Yeah. They're going to use higher density batteries. And so he puts all this together and he says that means that they're actually going to get it done on time. They're going to get it done cheaper. And the Model 3 will be a success, according to Trip, who's always wrong. <laughs> Not always wrong. That is slanderous. I don't believe in it. In Tom's opinion, he is often wrong. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't believe it. And you know why we don't say aluminium? I know. It's I was doing stupid. it for the international audience. You know, when I first came to this country, Tom, um, 25 or plus years ago, uh-huh. I was having an argument with somebody about, you're supposed to say aluminium, it's not aluminum. And then the young man that I was having the argument with grabbed a Diet Coke and uh, it says on the side there, aluminium. And he goes, now sound it out, Mike, aluminium. No, sound it out. And when you sound it out, Australians, it is not aluminium, it is aluminium. Yeah. I'm just saying. Sound that word out. Why did we add 15 extra syllables? I don't know. I don't think it was you. It wasn't I me. I think it was your forebears it in was, England. It was my forest bearers. All right. Uh, forest bears. Google. I, don't, I don't believe this aluminum thing because aluminum cars are lighter. Yeah. They already have yeah. a lot of manufacturing expertise in aluminum uh-huh. over at Tesla. Uh-huh. It feels like they'd be reinventing the wheel on some levels. And it's I don't, expensive why would and you it's hard to it, bend. But why would you want to make your cars heavier if the ideal is smaller batteries, more range, right? So what costs more, more expensive, heavier battery – or uh, aluminum. I don't cars. know, Tom, but, right, I know but I bet you aluminum they do. is very expensive as steel is very cheap, and there's new forms of steel that aren't as heavy as the old forms of steel. Maybe Trip's onto something here. Maybe. I'm just saying. He's Trip? an analyst. We're pulling for you, Trip. He's an analyst. We're pulling. We'll know. find out. Will, he, will they be like, basically, it's in a steel car? All right. <laughs> yeah, we made this one out of steel. Wow. Check it out. Yeah. It's high-tech steel. That's cool. And we're also building it in Detroit because that's where all the steel workers are. Interesting. Right? Not going to happen. No. Google AI. All right? Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Here we Nerd go. Nerd alert. There's this thing called the Deep Mind Project. This of is there is. Google's attempt to make sort of the Watson-like computer that's smarter than the whole planet. Well, there's this little game called Go, and uh, Go is an ancient Chinese game, which is supposedly like three to 1,000 times harder than chess. It has so many different possibilities. And so the AI people like to use Go and to uh, you know compete with Go experts yeah. to see how good their computer is. So there's uh-huh. this guy called Li... Seedal. Seedal. Settle. 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 He's the world champion. He's the world Go master champion. 
What do you and think he makes as the world go master champion? No, like, what makes, do you think that pays? Got a lot of bucks, a lot of dollars. I have no idea. But guess what? Yeah, he just got done in by oh, Google three no. zero Skynet. Skynet beat him. Yeah, um, it's a little bit concerning. It's so concerning. <laughs> Is it? Are you really concerned about it? Did Did you lose sleep over it? No, not really. But uh, Elon Musk's concerned, and he's smarter than me. He's saying like. The only way to protect us against AI is that everybody has some. So get yourself some AI or – Everybody does have some already. Well, he's really concerned. It's like if it's just Google AI, if it's this this person's – you've got to get some AI to fight against the AI. I don't right. really know what he means. If it's IBM's AI versus Google's AI, AI. they're going to like battle, it, battle each other out. So this is what will happen, right? Google's AI – and IBM's AI will get into the network together and they'll start battling for AI supremacy and and what? And then there'll be one of them will win and then they'll turn on Skynet and it'll be over and we'll get more Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> so he said he's created no. this open AI movement, a nonprofit organization whose goal is to disseminate information about developments of AI so that no one person, no one corporation, no one group, or one nation. Yeah. Dominates this field. Yeah, they're not going to have any they're not going to they're going to make all of their patents available to the public this this organization mm-hmm. of AI. So uh none of us should be concerned at all that this group of super rich people have decided to really focus everything on this open source AI to see if they can get it moving faster because you know rich people have never changed their mind midstream and been like, "You know what? Never mind. We're going to we're going to keep this for ourselves." Rich people do the rich right people. thing. All right, Singapore charges 15,000 in CO2 surcharges for the Tesla. What the heck is this? They rated the Tesla as not that green. Right, so they do the math based on how much uh, fossil fuels it takes to charge a Tesla, and it seems like they may have gotten the math wrong initially. So some Tesla owner got, instead of getting uh, some money back from Singapore for buying a Tesla, got a bill for $15,000, and so they're working on it. Tesla's like, I think your math may have been a little bit wrong. I don't know. Do you work for the Singapore Math and Engineering Mm -hmm. Department? You'd think Singapore is supposed to be so good at math, but uh, when they went through it, when Tesla went through it – Is that a thing that Singapore is known for, math? They're known for being good at math. Okay. Good school system, excellent at math, always up on the top of the world. In math? In math and science. And then – when uh, Tesla looked at it, they said, we think you're off by a factor of four. Yeah, at least half. They think it's at least neutral. So there's this whole uh, chart that says, you know, CO2 per kilowatt hours, blah, 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 blah. And they think the Tesla on its best day falls in the, we don't owe you any money. You don't owe us any money. Walk away. Um, but a lot of people were like, no, I want six or seven or $10,000. So it's it's really hard to know. Again, I don't know what Singapore is making most of its energy with. Apparently, out of burning babies or something. <laughs> what? I don't. I don't think that's an energy source. Like, burning it's babies, dirty. really. Think of the dirtiest wow. thing you could burn. So babies. Every, that's what they make. Their everybody energy out of. in Singapore has now unsubscribed <laughs> to the Talking Tesla podcast. Okay, he Singapore, didn't mean that. He Singapore, didn't mean babies. Stop burning babies or whatever <laughs> oh it is God. you burn no, to make your no, electricity. No, uh, no. Edit, 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 edit. All right. I don't care about Singapore. I don't care about anybody else. I care about me too. Oh, my okay? God. So, I care about me. So right, I've got to tell you something. Seriously. What's the greatest thing that could happen to me? Now, to me. Talking Tesla Nation. I'm going to call you that. Talking Tesla Nation. About midweek yeah. this week, I got an email forwarded from Mel Herbert. Yes. It was from Tesla. 
and I'm just going to I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it for you because you're very very excited right now. This is the first sentence of this email. We have good news for you. Your Model X will be built at the end of this month and is on track for an April May delivery. Now, yes, baby. The question is years I've been waiting for two years Thomas that bill. And then this the next paragraph, thank you for your patience as we've taken a little extra time, two effing years, yeah, a little extra time, <laughs> to Dang. ensure your Model X meets the highest standard of qualities. And then for the last couple of months, we've held back our production rate to check and recheck every part. So this uh, is the weirdest, weirdest email ever. Like if you really start to analyze this, they're like, eh. You know, we built them, and then we really wanted to check them, so we stopped building them for a little while. And yeah, like... read between the lines. The <laughs> sh- kept breaking. We had to go back this and retool is, it. This is fascinating. It's a fascinating message for something that you have literally waited two and a half years. They're like, we really hope this one is working. You're going to get it in May. Let us know. We're just not sure. I'm so excited about this email, but it is so funny to read the political correctness. <laughs> Instead of just saying, the sh- was hard to build, we kept breaking <laughs> And it took us longer than we thought. They passed out. We really wanted you to have a good experience. Yeah. Yeah. And you better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. It also says Elon has been test driving it. So I don't know Mine? if like, like, is he really just sitting at the end of the line in like a, it, I don't know, like an Eames chair waiting for one to get done. And then he just drives it around Fremont and then he gets out and comes back and waits for the next one to come off. Like, is he just literally test driving every one of them? One thing we do know, if you're not nice to Elon, Tom, <laughs> you should shut up right now. <laughs> He will pull the plug on my ex if you're not nice, okay? And I want it. He can't pull the plug on your ex yeah, he if can. I He's say things about him. Oh, but, by but association. We've talk, but we've talked to him about it. We've told him to stop. So oh, that's right. Last have, week we said he had don't to do have that. listened yeah. to well, us. Well, this email came from John McNeil, who's the president of Global Sales and Service. Yay. Thanks, John. Ooh, Mel's getting his ex. Oh, I cannot egg. wait to drive at 110 miles an hour. <laughs> you know what I'm really most excited for? And I know a few of our listeners have invited us out. To drive their cars, I'm I'm excited to drive the autopilot. Me too. Features of your car. Very excited. I'm very excited. I've been to watching give that a, a lot shot. of videos recently about uh-huh. the autopilot, and mm-hmm. it looks better than I thought. It's exciting. Yeah, can't wait to smoke cigarettes and start drinking heavily and being you can't totally do any distracted. Yeah, you, you can't smoke in your car because Mary won't allow it, and you can't drink because you you still can't be drunk in the car. That you sure? Pretty sure that's yeah, what it says. I'm pretty sure. But I do have a question about that. That does bring up an interesting point. There used to be when I was a kid, you if you were if you were in your car drinking, yeah. right? And you didn't have your key like let's say you parked at a at a park yeah. and you were in your car drinking, but you didn't have your keys in the car, you were okay uh-huh. because then the car wasn't on. I don't know. I don't know if this is true or not, or if I'm just this yeah, is teenage, teenage mythology. Yeah. But if all these cars don't have keys to plug in, so really anytime you're in the car and the Tesla will basically turn itself on if you uh-huh. get in it. So if you're in the back you have to be in the back seat drinking your six pack of Mickey's big mouths f- to not get in trouble for drinking in your car. Like what if you're not intending on driving? You're just literally hanging out in your very comfortable Tesla having a six pack with your best pal. In the back of your car. Um, what you're saying is, and I agree with you, Tom, I know where you're going here, and we've talked about it right at the beginning. Just tell me the point at which I could start drinking <laughs> on the way to work. Right. Tell me when that happens in the autonomous vehicle. Because that's yeah. what we all want. We all want 
to be able to have a six pack in our car on yeah. the way to work. Thank and, you, Tom. And on the way to work, and we're also going to need oh, a on the way home as well. I'm not <laughs> we're going to need a, a lot more cup holders to hold oh all the cups because it's like a Tesla bar. What? Where is it? I was going to talk about cup holders. <sighs> all right, it's I was going to finish the top. It's all right, here we go. Ridiculous. Cup holders. I missed it. Look, I just want to say this, Tom. Here's why I'm excited about the X. Everybody knows that here in America we love a good cup holder or twenty, <laughs> and that the S had very few cup holders, and they weren't good. Uh-huh. But the good news is that the cup holders in the X are huge and a variable size, and I'm getting a $100,000 car for the cup holders. You know what? It's I'm a bummer saying. that the S only has two, two cup holders, but let's be clear. I don't give a shit anymore. People stop <laughs> complaining that your $100,000 car only has two cup holders. It's, it's you – and your passenger, if you have more than one beverage, get one of those little cardboard trays when you go through McDonald's. One to hold your, you know, like you got your McFlurry and your McCafe and your Diet Coke and your and your Sprite. They'll give you a little cardboard tray. That's a lot of fluids. To hold that. Shut the <laughs> cup already with the cup holders. And you know what? Beep. Is, that, maybe, the, is that the show title? And maybe. Shut the beep up with your cup holders? <laughs> maybe. That's not too bad, actually. I would call it that. Now. Now, I don't know if you knew this. My car has three cup holders. My Model S has three cup holders because the third row seat, turns out, has its own cup holder and oddly enough has a round cup holder and then a little square rectangular thing just attached to it, which I'm pretty sure is for a juice box or maybe some raisins. That is so cute. Oh, they think of everything. They do. Oh, Elon's Elon. like, but my kids like juice boxes. And I know it's that's not, not <laughs> I don't. It's the, the every kid. Look, South more African, kids. They my, love kids the, my kids like the juice box. They like the juice boxes. <laughs> and I'll put them in the back. Yeah. Because uh, you're not allowed to have juice box in the front. Tesla Nation, shut the F up, up about the cup holders already. I don't care. Hey. I hope. Let's end it. Okay. We've gone too long. We've gone too far. We'll talk to you next when. Love you long time. When are we going to talk to him? Next week. So exciting to do it weekly. Have you noticed one thing about this show since it's gone weekly in the it last sucks. couple of weeks? <laughs> Not that it sucks. Is that we still go over. Over time. We, I know. There's That's so it. much out there. Let's do it daily. Let's oh have a gosh. daily Tesla have so show. Much to a half hour, half hour every day. We'll do it unedited. We'll bleep. I cursed a lot <laughs> today, by the way. And I don't understand why because it's not my jam normally. I'm bringing you down. So that was hey. a, that was a good show. Hey. See you later, Tom. Love you, Mel. Bye, boy. Getting an X. Getting an X. We're getting an X. I mean, we're getting an X. <laughs> Why? Because we're talking, 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 tal